Welcome to another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Our mission is to bring you discussions on a wide array of topics in the coaching world to grow players on and off the court. You can connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and also reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Now, here's your host, Coach Mike Hernandez. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you guys so much for joining us here for another episode, wherever in the world you're listening to us from, whatever platform you guys are listening to us on. As always, as I say every episode, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for the support, the kind messages, the emails, the tweets, the questions that you've sent our way, or just the compliments that you've sent our way. They, they really do mean a lot, and I read them all, and I, I really do truly appreciate them. So Thank you for joining us here for another episode, and let's just jump right into it. We're going to talk about something really important, kind of melding two important pieces together, talking about culture and talking about practice, two very fundamentally important parts to having a successful uh, basketball program. And specifically, we'll talk about the concept of building a practice culture. So we're going to talk about what practice culture is how to build up a culture where practices are successful, the structure of a practice, uh, and a lot of other things as well. I, I think that as coaches, we want to win every single practice that we can. And I think the easiest way we can do that is establishing a really solid culture where there are high expectations for each practice and everybody leaves the gym feeling successful. So that is what we're going to get into today. And of course, I do not do this alone. I'm very happy to be joined by assistant coach out at Pea Ridge High School. Coach Brian Rooney is joining us today. Coach, thank you for spending some time coming on to join and talk to us. How are things going? Oh, man, thank you so much for having me. Uh, man, things are going great. We're in the middle of uh, a lot of summer camps. We do a, we have a huge fundraiser where we do pretty much K through sixth grade, pretty much the entire community uh, of a, ba a community-wide boys and girls basketball camp. It's like four gyms, it's like 200 Ooh. kids. It's been uh, it's been a wild uh, it's been a wild week so far. Uh, but never it's been a dull great. moment, huh? No, that's no, for sure. That's I, I drew the I drew the short end of the stick this year, so I've been spent a lot of time in the K through two areas. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a whole been, different uh, level of basketball. Yeah, baby, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, Coach, let's start with your basketball journey and your coaching journey. Where where's the game of basketball taking you? Where's your coaching journey taking you? And and ultimately, how did you end up in your assistant role at Pea Ridge High? Yeah, uh, man, I've I've been around. I think like everybody who I think who coaches, and I've been around basketball pretty much my whole life. I I grew up in a really small, really really small community uh, town in Arkansas called Guy, Arkansas. Um, uh, I actually played for a, a coach named John Hutchcraft. He's the winningest basketball coach in Arkansas history. He finished mm -hmm. uh, 2100 and 600 <laughs> after uh, 43 years. So uh, he he coached a lot of games, coached all those teams, and uh, you know I think I, I'm, he would. I don't. He'll, he'll forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think if he has 11 state championships, you know. Uh, just a really big basketball uh, community. I only graduated with 19 people. So you could imagine the size of the school. I mean, it was very small, but uh, very proud of their basketball culture. Uh, you know, and from there, um, I, I knew I wanted to be involved with basketball. I wasn't very good at it, but I, mm -hmm. I, I was always passionate about the game. Uh, and the more I 
improved. I, I think I started to enjoy it more. Um, and then uh, I decided to go into coaching. Um, uh, worked for nine years at a school called Little Rock Christian Academy uh, out in Little Rock. Um, and then uh, head coach for a couple years uh, in Northwest Arkansas. And then uh, from there, I'm at now at Pea Ridge High uh, and just loving it. Awesome. That's that's quite the journey that you've had there. A lot, lot, lot of stops in between and yeah, a lot of basketball. Oh, well, awesome. A ton of basketball. And uh, I've been, you know, I've been fortunate. I think I've done every level. You know, I think I've done all the way to seventh grade, to, you know, head coach varsity and uh, worked at some Team USA camps. You know, I've done a lot of different levels. And I think uh, um, I, I, I kind of enjoy that. I think that's it's kind of been uh, it's I've seen a lot, you know, when you've seen everything to, you know, working with kindergartners this morning mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, you know, doing workouts with. Um, uh, you know, uh, NBA players, former NBA players. So I, I've, I've done kind of every different level. So it's, it's been really enjoyable. Awesome. Coach, appreciate you sharing your journey. What is, just as a, as a follow-up to that, what is, uh, what would you describe the basketball culture kind of like in, um, you're, you're Arkansas, I believe, correct? Yeah, Arkansas. Okay, so yeah. what what is, what is kind of the the culture of that? Because I because I I, I I got a familiarity with you know like Indiana and I know some things about the surrounding area and here, but I don't know a whole lot about Arkansas. So what what's kind of, what would you describe kind of the basketball culture over there as? I, Arkansas, I consider it a basketball state. I mean, um, you know the the Razorbacks. Uh, we follow the Razorbacks really closely. Uh, you know, we don't have a professional team in the state, so uh, obviously the University of Arkansas is big. But um, it, there's such a great basketball culture here with Mike. You know, Mike Neighbors, Eric Musselman. Yep. Um, you know, they're they're so they're so accommodating to high school coaches here. They let you come to practices. They'll send you anything you want. Uh, they're, they're awesome. And then there's um, there's a lot of really good high school basketball in Arkansas. I think some of the rules um, maybe that other <laughs> states have hasn't hit us yet. <laughs> so, shot clock or no? Yeah, yeah, we do. We just had a shot clock for okay. the first year. Uh, but some of the rules in terms, I guess, of access to practice and things haven't hit us quite yet. Where we don't have non-contact, uh, you know, um, I don't, I don't need to say it too loud or they'll hear us, but they, you know, there's only two weeks in the summer and, and four or five days in the winter, uh, where we can't practice. So, um, we, we can be in the gym. We're in the gym a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's pretty, pretty open here in Arizona. Oh, too, that's great. So yeah. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I think sometimes some places, uh, you know, some of my friends coach in other states and they're uh, restricted. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it sounds like it's hard to outwork somebody over there, you uh -huh. know, <laughs> so. but no, that's awesome. Yeah. No, uh, coach neighbors in particular, he, he's great. He, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a great guy, man. There's so much oh, great man. stuff from him. Yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, just, you just steal stuff from him constantly. I mean, he just, uh, I mean, he just has such a great understanding of, just scoring and offensive, but just how, how to make drills fun. You know, yeah. I mean, that, that may, that's, it goes a long way. Uh -huh, absolutely. Uh, I know one yeah. of the things you're passionate about coach is uh, skill development. So uh, talk a little bit specifically about what, is, there, is there specific areas of skill development you're passionate about, or are there skills that you enjoy kind of developing the most? Like where, where does that passion come from and what do you like to do skill development wise? Yeah. You know, I think, Growing up, I 
I was really bad at basketball. I was not a good basketball player <laughs> growing up. Uh, you know, I, I played, um, and I played a lot and, uh, you know, but I, I, uh, I just, I never got over the hump until a little later in my, I guess, in my career. Um, and I kind of fell in love with watching Dirk Nowitzki play. And like, I, it, it, he's so unathletic, you know, <laughs> and just, he just, uh, he was, and I remember, you know, it was like 2000. And I was just like, man, the way this guy just kind of stumbles around, but man, he just gets open. He finds ways to create shots and space. And I, I felt like for me, it kind of became my love of coaching kind of came from there, I think, because oh, yeah. it kind of clicked with me that um, I can play the game, you know, I, even if I'm not as fast or I can't jump as mm -hmm. high or um, my understanding of the game. Uh, and if I can get really good at some really simple things, then I can be a lot more creative uh, with other things. Uh, so it, it kind of, and I think at that point I thought, well, um, and that's when I started to focus more on just my development, my shot, like how did it, you know, how did my, how did the shot feel, you know, and things like that. Yeah. And, um, I think basketball, we, you know, before we, that we started, we kind of talked about volleyball basketball is such a unique sport where I think rules really affect the basic movements of the game. You know, like there's not many sports that I can think of where the rules dictate where you can move and how you can move and how you can get there. Sure. Um, and so there's probably I think more than most sports, <laughs> I think there's a correlation between how much you'll enjoy it and how good you are. I think in a lot of other sports, you like you could be really great at your role in football and never be good at catching one, never be good at throwing one never be fast, you know, never be, you know, but in basketball, the better you get at it, the more fun the games become. And I think that because there's a translation error a lot of times when you work with younger kids, because you want the game to be really fun. And, but the better they become at it, the more the ball goes in, the more they don't turn it over, mm -hmm. the more they can dribble it without it getting taken away. The game becomes more and more fun. Um, so I think, at that, I think so when I think that all kind of clicked with me or maybe that just became a passion of mine is just like, let's, if we can just work, if we can just make them uh, make the skill part of it fun, you know, if we can make, if we can make getting better fun, then we can make the game fun because we, I think we've all had like young kids and you just throw them out there five on five and like, nobody's having fun. You know? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There's one kid dribbling around nine of them and it, you know, they're running clown car offense where they see how many people they can fit in one spot, you <laughs> know, and, and nobody enjoys that. And it's not until you kind of learn the game and learn some basics that the game becomes more enjoyable. So it sounds like you kind of like doing kind of like everything of skill development, ball handling, shooting, everything like that. Is there something um, you talked about, you know, making it fun? And I'm just curious, yeah. is there like a certain type of like maybe, maybe drill that you like to do if your players or whatever, something sure. like fun that they enjoy doing? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm a big, and I think most coaches are, whether they realize it or not, like I think most skill people are for sure. You know, I'm a big footwork guy. I'm a big um 
weak hands. I'm like a, I'm a Drew Hanlon, and I don't know if pure oh, yeah, sweat. No, Drew Hanlon. I'm a yeah, I'm a Drew Hanlon fanboy. There's like nothing. There's nothing pure sweat doesn't do that I don't spend money on it, you know. So, uh, I, I anything Drew Hanlon does, I think is gold. Uh, but uh, we, I do load step layups. I don't. Uh, I, that's what I call them. Uh, but I, I, I like those. Um, it's hard to explain. It's but it's where Drew Hanlon, um, and you kind of load up on a, your kind of your load kind of staggered stance, and you just kind of make it fun where you work on you get one dribble to the rim or trying to score one dribble two steps, and you start to work on that first step, and I think you start to realize I think you can go a long way, you know, just just working on how do we explode, like how do we take off, um, and like what's good footwork? Is there a lot of wasted do, are we taking a lot of wasted steps? You know, could we just explode kind of and get being more efficient? Yeah, and being mm -hmm. more efficient with our movements. And um, I think with every every kid I work with, whether it's at you know individually, you know, privately or whatever, and in a, a group workout, we spend a lot of time on just footwork, just how we take off. And uh, Drew Hanlon, I, I know. He's got a big presence on YouTube, doesn't he? I know, I know. He's oh, got a yeah. lot of stuff out I there, mean, too. He's so. big on Twitter. Like, he's in a big Jason, everywhere, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's in a big Jason Tatum uh, battle on Twitter right now. He's Jason Tatum's trader. But, um, you know, he, there, there's not a – he's got so much YouTube content. And, uh, I mean, that's that's the great thing about, I, I think, coaching now is there's, there's probably some negativities to social media and all this access. But I think one thing that – is incredible is there's no excuse not to to have good ideas <laughs> because oh, there's, there's so much out there there's yeah, yeah yeah you're just if you don't have good ideas you're just not looking because there's i mean uh you know i think trying to getting the applying those ideas i think is where, you, where yeah the it's, it's finding the stuff that, that that works for you and the stuff that that's good right. out there with, with so much out there right no i i agree there's so much there if you know where to look and that sometimes is the hard part but if you know where to look, uh, there, there, there's tons, tons out there for sure. Yeah, I, that's how I first heard about him is, is I think on YouTube probably had some videos that got real popular. I know he did a lot of ball handling stuff and everything. So yeah. that's where that's where I first remember hearing about him. Yeah, yeah John he's great. Beck, um, John Beck is a guy that works with Pure Sweat, and he's he's in kind of Drew Hanlon's. I don't know how that all works, but he's a Pure Sweat coach as well, mm -hmm. and uh, he's in the Northwest Arkansas area right up here, and we meet and talk all the time and oh nice I, I steal stuff from him he comes over we have dinner i mean he's it's uh the, those guys i mean you talk about eating breathing <laughs> sleeping basketball that is what they do <laughs> that, yeah, that's, yeah yeah that's what they do i mean they don't they don't say anything that they haven't thought about <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's awesome what a great resource to have locally too. yeah that's, that's really cool um, when it comes to the topic of, of practice culture, something that, that you said um, when, when we were first talking, which I thought was really interesting, is that you mentioned how great practices require vulnerability. And so I was curious, what, 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 is, what does that mean, that, that great practices require vulnerability? What, what does that mean and kind of what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, so this is kind of where I feel, I guess this is my opinion uh, on on layman sports psychology but i think being good at something takes and being good at basketball especially takes a lot of courage i think um you have to put yourself out there and you have to be able to fail because no matter how good 
you are, there's going to be these moments in basketball of monumental failure. Like you're just, you're going to miss the shot. You're going to lose the game. You're going to turn it over. Like it's, there's no player that this doesn't affect. And uh, I think you have to be able to, I think it takes a lot of courage to kind of face the inevitability of failure because you know, you're going to fail. And so I think you have to, I think there has to be regular failure in practice because um, you have to create, I think the a really common defense mechanism is like being too cool to succeed. I feel like yeah, I see sure. this all the time with, especially, you know, young teenage kids, man, is, um, I, I, I don't, it's the opposite of try hard, you know, like it's like soft trying. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, there, there's they, like fake hustle and there's yeah, things like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't, they don't, they don't want to put themselves out there and fail. Like that's embarrassing. You know, I mean, it's embarrassing to completely buy in and it not work like mm -hmm. that sucks and it doesn't look cool. Um, so I think, um, really early on in practices, trying to establish, like I talk about how we build our house when we try to build our, because every day as a practice is a house you're going to live in. Like we're going to live in this thing as a family. Like we, so what kind of house do you guys want to live in? So we have to build this house without judgment and we have to be able to disconnect ourselves from the result and connect ourselves to the attempt you know, like, yeah. um, is effort there is intensity there is application there. That's a really good freaking rip. You know, I'm really happy with that rip. <laughs> like was competition there. Did we compete? Did we go at each other? Um, you know, not did, not did it go in? Did we win the game? Am I on the winning team? You know, and I think um, trying to set up failure regularly and so that the kids feel comfortable failing in front of each other. You know, that, and takes, as, that takes a lot of uh, culture building, I think, where, where, where players feel like that, that, that they can be comfortable with failure. I imagine something like that does take time where they, they know that it's okay to give it their all and still fail. Yeah, I think, I think they have to establish it. I think, um, and by establish it, I think you have to talk to these teams, you know, like right now I'm, I'm, I'm working with our freshmen as they're, they're coming into their freshman year and we have, I'll, I'll, co I'll head coach the, you know, the freshman team uh, mm -hmm. this next season. And as we get these freshmen ready, I think one thing we have to preach all the time. And I think the way you establish it is like you get them together and we you sit down with them and like, what, like we said, what, what do you want from this experience? Yeah. Like what, like what kind of experience do you guys want? Do you want it to be drama free? You know, do you want to be, do you, do you want to be successful for at, at a level, like uh, at an attainable level for whatever that group is, you know, do you want to, do you want to get better? Do you want to improve? Do you want to feel like you can go all out and not, do you want that experience? And then if that's what they want, then you commit to, we're going to hold, we're going to hold you accountable to this experience. You know, like this is, this is what you said you wanted, you know? And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is this the house you want to live in? You know, and um, I think as you start to address things um, like that, it becomes 
uh, more of a, you know, it becomes a family. It becomes communal. Um, I don't it's know. Kind of like that shared, it's kind of like that shared experience that they all get to go through that like nobody else gets to go do. And, and they kind of all, you know, they, they all have their backs and they all support each other. And, and they sure. know that their failure in practice is, is still a sign of growth. And I think that if the teammates recognize like, Hey, they're, they're not, you know, doing this well at the moment, but they're improving and they're getting better yeah. at it. That's, that's what's beneficial for the team is, is failure in a practice setting is beneficial in the long run because then they can build off that and learn from it and just get better. Yeah. And it's going to happen. You know, I mean, failure is going to, like we're good. it's going to happen. Like, I mean, even you go undefeated, you know, you're going to miss shots. You're going to have bad quarters. You're going to, you know, you're going to have stretches where you just, mm -hmm. you look like you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I think if you, if you address those in practice, you know, I think, um, I'm a, I'm a big, like, uh, I'm a big CS Lewis guy. I'm a big, I, I'm obsessed over I, at a young age, I got really into the Narnia series and yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but, <laughs> but, um, he has this little, he, he wrote this thing about, I don't, it's like a, just a segment from a book, but it's about rats and light. And it always stuck with me about practice. And because, um, like if you walk into your basement and you turn on the lights, right. And there's rats mm -hmm. everywhere and they scatter, you don't call an electrician to have the lights taken out so that you don't deal with like you deal with <laughs> the, you know, like the lot, the problem is not the lights. The problem is the rats. And I really, especially early in my career when I, and I mean, every coach deals with stuff, you know, but my, so many of my issues in mm -hmm. coaching when I first started uh, and was, I designed all my practices, whether I've meant to or whether it was not, if, even if it wasn't like a conscious decision, so many of my practices were about uh, <laughs> hiding the rats and <laughs> keeping the lights turned off. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I got this player with bad body language, so I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to move them to a group where they win, and like so that I don't have Just to deal. Shuffle with it. it around a little bit, hide yeah, it yeah, a yeah. little bit. You yeah, know, yeah. like um, I'm not going to you know, they, they get frustrated when we do a lot of weak hand stuff because they, they don't like when they have to run a lot for, you know, weak hand layups or whatever. I don't know. But so I'm not going to do that today because they seem like they're in a bad mood. Like, I think you have to have um, tact when you do, when you plan practices and understand the temperature of your team. But at the same time, you anything you ignore just gets bigger, you know? And, and so, it's it's so much i feel like everyone gets so much more out of it if you address what happens that doesn't mean you have to you have to make every you have to die on every hill but i think mm -hmm. you have to you have to be ready to defend the team and defend the kind of practice that you want to have um and not just the and not just the practice you want to have but the experience that they've committed to you know you can talk about like we can talk about that that's not a good shot in that situation. And we can say that and we don't have to be like, we, and we can understand why it's not a good shot and that we can take a better one next time, you know? And like, we don't, yeah. we don't have to, we don't have to connect. I think as you continue to disconnect their value to the team uh, as a result and more about, how they how the player treats other how they interact how they make each other feel what their intensity is what their focus is like that's their value in the team uh and not the result of what happened then i think 
you start to they start to feel more comfortable with the attempt and sure don't worry so much about if it works out or if they look stupid you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, no, I, I, I agree with that. That's, that's well put. Um, and you kind of mentioned a, a little bit and touched on this, but I, I did want to ask directly about, you know, you think about a, a good practice culture when a practice is over and it's a successful practice for you and your program. What, what does that look like? What has to happen for you to walk out of that gym knowing that that practice was a success? Um, I think, I think I, I, like right now, I always ask, um, a guy I work with coach Douglas, one of, one of the coaches on staff, I always ask, you know, are we, um, are we, I say, are we using it? I'll say, are we using it? Are you like, and he's, uh, he, he knows that like, that means are like, are, are we, um, are we applying what we worked on? You know, like, do we did like, um, during practice, I, I call it the bird box test where okay. I'll, I'll close my eyes, you know, I'll just cover yeah. my eyes and do, can, do I know we're having a good practice if my eyes are closed? Like, can I hear it? Are we talking? Is the ball popping? You know, I think depending on your drill or whatever you're doing, but like the two or three things, are we like that, I, that we talked about that we're working on this drill? Are we focused on those two or three things? You know, mm -hmm. are we, you know, and anytime we're not using it, we're not like then that, that was, you know, that was a wasted, you know, section. Like we, sure. you know, that's, and I think you, it's, I, I beat myself up the practice planning. Uh, I think a lot, I, I think I beat myself up about, um, you know, waste, you know, waste, obviously waste of time, but how efficient was it? You know, like, was, you know, was there, uh, and it, probably every coach does this, but like, could we have been doing something else? And, and how long are your practices? <laughs> um, I, a normal practice hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, this time of year, it's a little shorter because, you know, everybody's it's May and they're tired of seeing each other. So I go about an hour, 15 mm -hmm. hour right now. Um, and it's mostly a lot of just skill work. Um, but, yeah, you just, you know, it, when you're doing reps, you know, I, 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 were you efficient? Like, did did the I think when the did the team feel like even if they don't have to leave happy every day that's fine <laughs> they may not leave going all right yay that yeah. was great you know like but they need to know leave, leave they need to leave knowing that they improved you know uh, but to me I think urgency was urgency there like the, were we going through it with the with I like I'll say like okay this like every drive is like the game winner you know like we've got to go like, <laughs> like like all out yeah yeah if our if our rep isn't with you know i think very simple drills you know with really specific concepts um i think i think the, once again i think the more skilled kind of <laughs> the more skilled you are mm -hmm. uh, at the step before in your progression as a player i think the more creative and the more varied the opportunities are the at that next step in your game because you have such a solid foundation to build on yeah so uh, um yeah no that's that that's that's really cool and 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 i like the uh, i like the eyes closed test that you mentioned at the beginning you kind of yeah. just get kind of like a feeling without looking right you can just kind of yeah. like see it just from 
just kind of take like just the way the gym sounds and everything are yeah, it, and my big thing is always like are people talking are people like sure. are communicating and things like that and that's when i that's when i know like okay like we're we're doing what we need to because if it's quiet or people are don't look like they they got their heads up and paying attention yeah. I I know right then and there we're in trouble. <laughs> I just I thought about doing a drill, not a drill, like a like a test today because, um, uh, Coach Douglas he he came up to me and said, "Hey, I they uh, the, the music we have music in practice a lot, and uh, it, I feel like I didn't realize uh how little they were talking until i paused the music today and then it went oh you know, yeah, that like, hides it, huh? yeah and so i was like man I, you know like when you're you're in a car with your friends and you're all singing and then they stop the music and like everybody's still singing like yeah. i just i'm gonna start doing that just pausing the music in the middle of practice and if it's quiet we just run right then you know like all right yeah. we weren't talking <laughs> that's funny yeah 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 it's like you you Sometimes the the music and other stuff. Sometimes you as coaches are talking so much and that you can't even yeah. hear your own players. Oh, no, that's, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, in terms of practice structure and the way that you structure a practice, is that is that had the same sort of routine, the same structure, or have you uh, varied that throughout the years? No, I mean it's it's, it's been such a the I mean, evolution think, of your practice. Yeah, I think you just evolve. I mean, I think at the even as the game evolves, I think you evolve. But I mean, as the players you get evolves, I think um, Coach Neal, uh, the guy I work for right now, uh, he's an he's such a he, one of the best X and O's guys I've ever seen. I mean, if you want to get a player a shot in a certain spot, I mean, this guy, I mean, I've learned uh, a ton from him in the last two years. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun to work for him. And, uh, but he, uh, he, I, his practices have really taught me um, him and Mike and coach neighbors at mm -hmm. uh, university of Arkansas. They, um, uh, they do such a good job of, kind of standardized testing and practices where they have these <laughs> they score and time things so much and yeah, yeah, yeah that was something that i had not i mean I, this sounds dumb you know but i was 10 years in 12 years in when i started working for for him and you know had been a head coach and had been an assistant you know i've I'd done every level but this idea this concept of like oh we could score in time everything you know and like it's measurable yeah and we're always up against it you know what i mean and like now we're i mean we don't i think we cheat ourselves a lot because we're like uh, i i mean i say we i'm me or i cheated a lot of players accidentally i think early in my career because i think i didn't make them comp all of our competition was against each other and i think that's great but they we could there's a lot of times the, you're against the clock as a team and now it, it, you maybe they didn't have to <laughs> they didn't have to go at each other so hard every day you yeah. know? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but um i think you just practices just kind of evolve but i i've definitely i've definitely um been made a believer in scoring and timing things and having <laughs> standards as of completions for drills so what is that kind of or, or is that something that was happening this this past year as well yeah the yeah, program? yeah I mean, and what did that kind of yeah. look like so um so one coach neil uh, uh one thing that he'll do is uh 
uh, you know, we'll do like a, we call it Blackhawk shooting or mascots of Blackhawk, which I think is such a cool mascot. I mean, like it, I'm what's, what's your mascot? What's your school or the Knights, the Knights? See, that's really cool. I think (laughs) like nothing against bulldogs and, you know, wildcats and stuff like that there's just so many i think to have something like a black like we have a lot of cool ones in our yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we have like some dragons and zebras and we have some cool ones but uh if you think of some weird ones in arizona you need to let me know what they are i'm a big fan of them okay that uh, 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 we got yeah. we got quite a few of interesting ones i'll the, I'll, 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 I'll say that we have honey badgers i know is one of them that we have and i would transfer i don't know what the rules are but as a player i would transfer immediately <laughs> be a honey badger <laughs> yep yep we got that that's oh, funny sorry uh no but uh some of the things we'll do to score in time like we'll do uh, Blackhawk shooting and, and then we'll just do shots and it'll be we'll time six minutes from set shots from set spaces and um, they have to make a hundred in six minutes you know or um, I'll do we'll do a cyclone drill 16 in two minutes or um, and if we don't do that we, we get you know we'll we'll have a I have uh, Jonathan coach Sipis was at the University of Wisconsin he was the women's coach there and I went and watched a couple of his practices and he and uh I got them on Amazon uh but I I have these two big like hexagon dice big foam dice with workouts on them and okay. uh if they don't make it they'll roll they can like they'll roll the dice and it'll be like you know like 20 burpees you know what I mean? And so the, the team, if you don't make it, you roll the dice and you do the exercise. Like we'll do that in the off season or, you know, a lot of times in season, we don't have time for as much of the, you know, we're trying to get things done. So we might do, you know, you get a down and back for every point you're shy mm-hmm. in a drill or, you know, whatever. It's just, it, it, it gives them, you're going against the clock instead of always going against each other, but you're still competing, you know? And once again, like that, the vulnerabilities out there, you know, I think, I think about, you know, bad practices that I've had as a coach. And I feel like so many of them are stem from bad situations, uh, you know, bad interactions with players that I didn't handle right, or I could have handled better or, um, you know, and then it just, that situation flows and grows into this other situation and if we would have just addressed the first thing that happened and just man it would have been weird but (laughs) that one thing i ignored you know now yeah 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 you know and now we've all got to pretend you know like that thing didn't happen (laughs) we've all sweep it under the rug sort of thing like avoid it and you know and i think um when you know i think as you it gets more and more comfortable because you get more and more comfortable as a team. But, um, you know, but I think uh, just as the planning of practices goes or uh, just being more comfortable with just addressing <laughs> the stuff mm-hmm. that, that happens, you know? So let me, let me ask then if, uh, if, a uh, if something does happen or a mistake happens yeah. or something does need to be addressed, is it like an immediate blow the whistle and then like address it there? Or what, what is that sort of like, look I mean, like? I mean, I think it's, I mean, I think there's a spe- like, and once again, okay. So this is, I think this is different for every coach and every team. 
Uh, and so I don't think there's, I guess, a necessarily a right way to do things. But I think also the thing I'm talking about is like whatever your, like whatever your culture is, you know, so like the a, thing, right? The thing that you stop practice for is like the thing that they're going to remember. I feel like, you know, the thing, like, I think those are the things like you are passionate about because you're like, those are the things that are important to you because those are the things that you're voicing, you know? Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So if it's like a, so, somebody maybe like slacking or not, you know, right. giving, giving effort or, or, you know, like, being like mine's like, body language, like my, body like, that's language. The thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's the thing. Like if you pout or like, like that, I mean, I, you know, if like, I, like I'm gonna, uh, now I'm not, Usually, I would say typically, if it's something like that, the first thing I want to do is just connect with that player. Like, and if I haven't connected with that player since they've been in here, like, this is the time I'm going to do it. Like, so they're in the drill. I'm going to walk up to them mm -hmm. and I'm going to try to connect with this player and I'm going to get i'm gonna get a thermostat <laughs> like i'm gonna get a temperature check <laughs> temperature like, okay. check another yeah, yeah, okay, yeah what's, yeah, going, what's going, going on, on? Yep, you know? yep. it's so and then <clears throat> i think uh from there that kind of like if that point if you say okay we're, are you good like you know this i noticed xyz are you good are we good you like what's going on everything and i think if you feel like it's something if Cause I've had, yeah, I think it's all across the spectrum. Like, you know, like I've had kids go, no, everything's good. You know, I've also had kids go, you know, my, you know, mom, dad, you know, this, that, the other, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know, I don't, my, I, things my happen. Hurts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Life happens, you know? And I think you just, you know, obviously you have to just address that situation as whatever that is, you know? But I think, um, after that, you know, like you say, okay, like, we're practicing okay it's on like we're we're in it you know and i think after that i mean then that's when like i could think the whistle blows we you know we like sometimes we'll huddle you know and i'll say listen you know um you know sarah's body language is not great you know like we've got like sarah your body language isn't great and i and i never i would never like i don't ever try to huddle and get one kid like but um like i'm gonna pick <laughs> i'm gonna say like five or six things you yeah, know yeah, but yeah there's probably there's one in there <laughs> <that's> <laughs> like <laughs> really you know but um and then if obviously if it's like a distractor for practice then you gotta set them aside and address that you know whatever but i think the i think at that point you address it with the team like we've got to pick this up or you know this is what you said you wanted this is what we're going to hold us accountable to. We said one of the things we said was, you know, like one like one of the things with the freshman team, one of their things this year that they wanted or committed to at the first year that they wanted to be held accountable to was they didn't want to have bad practices. So we defined what a bad practice was. And so today I I smoked them today. We we ran uh -oh. you know uh, because um uh, you know, the, we said that a bad practice was low energy. You guys said you hated when practices were low energy and we weren't getting after it and there, we weren't talking and we weren't, we weren't going, you guys said you hated practices like that. So if we don't turn it around, we're going to run until we do figure it out. And then, you know, and then we run or whatever. And, 
then practice got better. But I feel like I you we have to remind each other that that's what we all wanted. Yeah, you know, like that. Like this isn't this isn't some arbitrary goal that Coach Rooney set up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, this is something that we all said we didn't want. You guys said you didn't want that. <laughs> um, you know, like and I think it's easy to you know say or establish these things uh, in in the beginning of the season or sure. anything like that, but then to actually like follow through with it and stay committed to it and and. Yeah, really go through. That's when that's when all those, you know, ideas that you came up with at the beginning as a team really get tested is when you actually do have to hold each other accountable. And yeah, man, the, the, the rats that, right? come out when the lights are on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes yeah. low energy practice, right? That's when yeah. the, uh, you yeah. gotta ha have that kumbaya <laughs> meeting, have that moment. Yeah, and them. I think, you know, and I think it doesn't have to be this big, such such a big part of like being a player's coach or in, you know, or whether, you know, the different kind of coaches, but I think such a big part about being a coach today, especially, and I can't speak for other levels, but I see the high school level. I've seen it for 20 years, you know, but yeah. the, the, you have to be able to relate and manage these relationships. Like they will not play hard for you <laughs> if, if there's not, a relationship there like it just uh, i mean maybe there's some really special kids that will just play hard no matter what regardless of you know anything but you know the kids that that you have that relationship with and it doesn't mean you're best friends and it doesn't mean you know it, but when there's respect and understanding and they mm -hmm. know you care about them and they care about you and there's well-defined roles i think you start to get some uh, those you know those special kind of teams to start happening and those um i mean they want to come you know they want to players want to come work for someone who you know cares about them, yeah, yeah, them. right right and that, that you, you can't really fake that and if you you can't fake it for long that's for sure like you they'll know yeah, they'll know that yeah. you actually want to be there and you actually care sort of and thing. the discipline won't matter to them yeah i'm mean, like you know like the like uh, the accountability, like they, if they won't, they don't care about, like, if they don't care about the team, if they don't care about the situation they're in, then why do they care about the, you know, the culture of it? Mm -hmm. I mean, and if you, I think I know 100% that in, or especially early in my career, and I learned a lot, you know, you learn, you know, and I'm a lot better at it than I was 10 years ago. And hopefully, you know, we, we can podcast again, you know, yeah. and, and 10 years later, and I'll be better at it still then, you know, but so much uh, was just trying to work around the things, uh, you know, situations and, you know, attitudes and body language and, and, you know, I try to, you know, appease, you know, I think there's a lot of appeasement and, and trying to make everybody happy. And that is the, that is the quickest way to, to make <laughs> that, everyone that, mad. You're in trouble like, at that point. Yeah. And, and, um, you, you, if you're, 
if you're worried about losing kids to standards, you know, you, I feel like you've already lost the kid. You've mm -hmm. already lost, you know, if, if you're, you know, if I hold them accountable to this, they're not going to want to be a part of it. Then, then that, is that the culture you want? You know, <laughs> you know, no, is that, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, it's no, that's definitely uh, the quicker you can learn that lesson. I think in your coaching career, the better, because uh, yeah, for sure it's going to be tough uh, to, yeah. to try and recover at the end. Um, when it comes to things that you can run on the court or in game situations, what do you feel that your program can do on the court? That is a result of the way that your practice culture is. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure you could talk to a lot of different people and get different, uh, different opinions on my coaching ability, you know, but, uh, I, I think, um, without a doubt, I, I don't think I've ever had teams not play with urgency mm -hmm. and effort. And I think, um, if they're, I really, I feel like that's just a person. Once again, I think your team is going to be a reflection of kind of what you, how you feel about the game of basketball and, you know, and, I, but I just think um, I've, I've been a part of, I think I've been fortunate enough to be a part of uh, teams that maybe they were a little behind skill wise, but they still win uh, games or really compete at high levels uh, because against teams who would wear them out <laughs> in a game of horse, you know, <laughs> but they just, they, they played with so much urgency and so much effort and every possession was so important to them that, you know, they would, you know, they would get ugly putbacks and rebound and dive just and fight for it all. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, um, when the lights come on, man, it's five on five, <laughs> you know, and mm -hmm. I think, uh, if you go at, I, I, I really, I think, uh, last year was a really good example. And this is just, this is low level basketball. This isn't anything, uh, anything you probably worth podcasting about, but, oh, no, that's you know, I, <laughs> but, um, we had a group of seventh graders who okay. did not their seventh grade year didn't before they got to us had not won uh didn't win a game and scored 15 points uh combined <laughs> the whole season okay okay and, that sets uh, the table for yeah, it all, so, right, all right yeah and um this uh and, and i i met with them but i I'm, i really did feel like there were some some pieces in there i think there i thought there was some athleticism uh and some kids that really knew how to i would say really both really knew how to kind of bow their neck they were tough they they didn't they hadn't had it they didn't have an easy draw growing up you know tough yeah, kids for sure, sure and uh but I, I i came and met with them and i said if, if you guys will come 6 a.m if you guys will commit for the next year just come and we worked out a, a schedule uh and uh this last season they went uh 16 and four and won their conference that is and awesome same, same kids uh, it, it just is you know and that's just a great basketball but just being committed to playing really hard and and developing you know i think um 
and being able to face adversity, you know, that's a lot of adversity. We, we were down to six. I mean, we, we had six <laughs> you're, kids. You're going through it. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, the, everybody quit except those six, you know, and those six, they came, I mean, they worked and, and, uh, um, you know, I was, <clears throat> and I, you know, this is after I, you know, even winning, you know, state championships and having, uh, good seasons before I was probably as proud as those little kids, you know, as any, oh, any sure. team I've ever had, because, you know, I think Stick with it, I mean, just watching them develop and I'm, ex you know, I'm excited. Now they're going to be freshmen. I'm excited to watch them a little bit. Uh, just, you know, because, uh, because of that, I think they've really kind of, I know two of them, sure, they, they've really kind of fallen in love with basketball. Oh, that experience, you know, I'm sure, will do it yeah. do it for him, right? <clears throat> you know, but once again, th there's that skill floor. You know, there's just that it. there's such a – I feel like there's such a high entry level to being able to compete in basketball. Um, sure. Yeah, no, that's – I mean, that, that that's probably going to stick with them their whole life, I think, an experience yeah, like that, I, right? Yeah. yeah, I hope so. I think, uh, you know, and um, I've – when I was at Little Rock Christian, I, was, I, I worked for a guy named uh, – uh, Ronald Rogers and um, one of the the greatest, probably the best coach I know. Um, and and uh, I don't, he won't ever, he probably won't ever hear this, but he's, uh, he's, he's, he's battling stomach and uh, esophageal cancer. I love that guy. And I'm praying for him every day, but uh, I worked for him for five years. And uh, I tell you, he, man, you talk about making kids play hard. I mean, that guy, he's still at Little Rock Christian. They, they just, um, he, but while I was there, um, we were at, we had, a uh, several kids go play at the next level. Uh, and I was really fortunate to just, you know, when you're on a staff and you're fortunate to just be a part of it. And I was really fortunate to, 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 be the JV coach there and be the assistant varsity and watch some really special kids come through. We had kids play at SMU, West Virginia and Pitt. And we had, you know, all in the same, all in the same class. I mean, we had, we were, we, it was, we were fortunate uh, and really blessed at that time. And, uh, but I tell you that their, you know, the, their commitment to being, to dominating basic skills I will, I will always, I will, I will die believing that that's what put them over players that were, uh, you know, more athletic or maybe had a little better exposure uh, on the AAU circuit, but they, they were just so consistent because they, they really were committed to dominating uh, basic skills of the game, you know. That's, that's, that's incredible. I mean, just, just the, the work ethic that you've kind of been describing over these past few minutes, it sounds like incredible of all, of all these players. And it's just like, uh, almost regardless of the, the, the scoreboard result, just to have any, anyone work as hard as they are, let alone have the success that they are too. Like that's, that's some incredible stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's the, I mean, that's, I think that's it. I mean, you know, I think the, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think what you, I think how you do it is you're, you know, I guess that's the house you build, you know, but I think that sure. just kids working and kids learning the lesson that if, if I put the time in, like if I put the work in, I can be successful, you know, and that doesn't, that may not mean, you know, that doesn't, once again, you have to understand you have to set what your standards of success I think mm -hmm. are, but if your standard of success is improvement and, um, 
developing, you know, then I think there's no way you don't get better. <laughs> you no, know, there's no, no way you not. weren't successful, you know? Yeah, no, no, 100%, 100%. I mean, I, I imagine, too, I'm just thinking also on the court stuff, you got you got players like that that buy in. I'm just thinking you could probably, like, run some some hardcore, you know, press action and just play up tempo oh, and just, yeah. just get after That's, it. And yeah, you must be doing I, some fun basketball at that point. Yeah, I've I've always, you know, I've always I've always been, you know, a major up tempo guy. I mean, a coach Hutchcraft, I mean, the guy I played for in high school. I mean, he plays defense with four most of the time. He's a snowbird machine. I mean, that's he just yeah, yeah. but they get up and press and press and but um I'm I think uh just regardless of I you know, I've had um I can think philosophy-wise, you know, I've I've assisted a lot of different philosophies i've i've head coached and I've, I've coached different philosophies but i think regardless of um the philosophy whether it's man-to-man or zone or you know you could argue that but you got to do what's you know what's best for your team what they're going to buy into what they believe in but mm-hmm. regardless if you're not doing it <laughs> with effort and energy and uh urgency you know, then I don't, I don't know that it matters what, what you are do. you doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I a hundred percent agree with so that. I feel like that's, I, I've always felt like that's, um, the, the, I think that's, uh, underworked skill from early in my career in practice was urgency effort. And I thought, oh, if we, you know, if, you know, if we do the right drill, you know, or not, you know, or if we can make enough shots or if we can, if I work on this today, then they'll get it. But the thing I that the standard of energy and effort and urgency, mm-hmm. I always we can always bring that whether the ball goes in or, you know, that's a controllable, you know, and I think yeah, yeah. if that's if that's our focus, I think we're I think we're a lot better off. Yeah, 100% agreed. Uh, before I get to our concluding segment, I want I want to just kind of throw this out you if there's maybe a a new coach or uh, you know somebody who's maybe looking to change the uh, the culture of their program yeah. in terms of practice, the way that they practice. What would you, what advice would you give uh, maybe for uh, a new coach or somebody stepping into a new role and establishing like positive culture like day one right at the beginning what they what that coach should maybe look into doing? Oh man. Uh you know I think um this as as corny as it sounds I think the first thing I do is just you if you're if you're showing up and you don't love kids <laughs> you know and if you you know if you if you're doing it because you love uh winning and losing in that then you're going to hate it <laughs> you know you you yeah. got to show up and you got to love kids I think that's the first and foremost, I think that's it. But um, I think, uh, and however, whatever you do, you love kids, but I think you have to show up and you have to have commitment and belief uh, to what you are doing. And you, like, they're not, they're not going to all like you. <laughs> they're, <laughs> you know, all the fans aren't going to like you all, you know, it, and every uh, every situation is not going to make every person happy. And I think um, 
understanding what your values are, making sure that before you go into any position, any coaching position, that you understand the values that you feel like are you want to hold true. <laughs> and I think you you got and then have commit to those and mm-hmm. um you know I think be um and don't let it and and let it be something controllable you know something like energy effort honesty you know those things not really basketball related yeah don't if i think if um i wanted to win (laughs) i wanted to win real (laughs) when i first started you know and i think um i still and obviously i you know i i I love winning and i think everybody hates nice (laughs) i mean but uh yeah but just I think early in my career, I, I would encourage everyone to any coach that want to get started is just to be committed uh, to what you do uh, and be committed to how you hold accountable uh, your players and, and the standards you want to have and love the people you're, you're doing, you're, you're coaching with and love the kids you're coaching. Uh, and um, I love the, uh, you know, the just don't even worry necessarily right away about anything basketball related, like establish all the other non-negotiables that have nothing to do with basketball. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, like, you, I like that I mean, any, I mean, any coaching job I learned, you know, you learn, you learn a lot of different things, but most jobs you get aren't, you know, the job wasn't open because it was in a great spot, you know, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> there's something about it is why yeah, it's I there. Mean, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and so, uh, it's a difficult career, you know, I think in a lot of ways, but I think there's, uh, I don't know what else, I don't know what else I would do, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, um, it's a, it's a special career and it's a special, um, it's a special position to be in that I think you don't, you know, don't, don't take it for granted, you know, and no, but, uh, you know, be committed to, to holding true to the values that are important to you, you know, and, uh, because there's going to be a lot of, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of rough stormy days, you know, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of good ones and the, the great ones. And, uh, yeah, but uh, awesome. Well, well, no, that's, that's, that's a hundred percent true to wrap up coach. There's a couple questions I ask every guest. Uh, I'll go okay. ahead and start with this first one. So thinking back on your coaching career, what is a moment from your coaching career that you think others listening would be able to learn from? Hmm. Um, see a moment for my coaching career you know um i think uh it's hard to you know i, I it even we talked about it before just to, to define like one uh i guess one specific moment um <laughs> i will tell you here's what it is here's one if you are a stomper on the sidelines okay <laughs> okay you need to invest in either soft-toed shoes or would wear sneakers uh, because I, I still don't agree with it, but I got a technical for stomping one night and it no was just way. because I had loud shoes. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I stomped loud, but uh, I think I would have gotten away with it <laughs> had is... I been wearing tennis shoes. <laughs> I have never heard of that before. That is... I'm just... No, uh, you know, it did, uh, it happens. Uh, <laughs> no, you, you get what you get. And, uh, I probably, 
any uh, any any technical I've ever gotten, I've I've thought I've probably you earned it. Just <laughs> got away with it. You know? That one's that one's a little little different though. That is that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is... but if you're gonna stop, wear uh, tennis shoes. There's there's uh there's that one. Uh... All right, lesson learned. <laughs> lesson learned. Lesson uh, learned. Uh, to wrap up, Coach, I give every guest kind of what I call uh, a 60-second soapbox, kind of like your platform to uh, okay. get out like a final message, a closing thought. Yeah. You can kind of take it any direction you want. So, And I'm not going to time you either. So if you go over 60 oh, seconds, no, don't worry about it. But uh, uh, I'm going to open up the floor for you, Coach. You, you take it whichever direction you wish from here. Okay. It is really important for the future of our game that we – put shot clocks <laughs> in every high school in America and that we train people how to operate them. Uh, we need to completely do away with uh, the five second count on the ball. That's what the shot clock's for. And if they can't make me give the ball back, <laughs> then that, that's their problem. Uh, and finally, uh, they need to make the NBA Elam scoring, like, uh, are you familiar with Elam scoring? Uh, a little bit, but go ahead okay. and explain it though for those who might not be aware. Okay, so Elam scoring is where you, uh, we play a set amount of time, uh, and then, um, at the end of that set amount of time, let's say the score is 60 to uh, 50, you mm -hmm. know, uh, then we add 15 points to the highest score, so 75 in this example. 60 plus 15 75 mm -hmm. and the first team to score 75 points wins i think that would i think that would uh, make the nba much more enjoyable they should try it out with the g league i think they would be surprised but i really do think that is my 60 second soapbox i could actually talk a long time about that because i the fourth quarter of the game is like the crucial point in the game and that's that's when the fouling happens that's when the game gets the sloppiest and yeah you don't like we could make it where you have to defend and you have to score to win i think that would i think that would make the game uh a lot more enjoyable well, but, i'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be that. looking out for your social media posts about that because i think i think there's probably a lot you could say about that though yeah i like sure. an hour just on that alone huh? yeah yeah all yeah all six followers would really be <laughs> really be uh, glued in on that one i like that awesome <laughs> Uh, Coach, I want to thank you for coming on here, talking about your program, talking about the program you are a part of. I won't be remiss and know that you are part of a bigger staff. I know that as well. But talking yeah. about uh, practice culture, your practices, some real fun stories that you shared, too, some real inspirational stuff about, you know, players really giving it their all and the results they got out of it, which which is great and awesome. So um, hopefully the, the off season's great. Hopefully the, the year coming up next year is great. And uh, keep doing your thing, Coach. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. And thank you all for listening. This was another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, or reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Take care, be safe, and we'll see you next time.